this week on Together for Salem. You know, let's let's make God happy by believing the right things and, and being nice and, and doing enough good to outweigh our bad so that someday we can get everything we want when we go to heaven. But there's, there's gotta be more to it than that, right? Like that doesn't sound that great if you think about it. And many people think, think of Jesus as, as a wise teacher, but really, what was the point of his teachings? Just to, you know, come and teach us to how to, how to, how to. <laughs> that one got me. Oh, hi. Welcome to Together for Salem. I'm Monica. Aaron. Welcome to our house. That's right. Welcome to sometimes a typical evening in our house where I puzzle and Aaron reads or whatever. I puzzle and you, yeah, normally you're the puzzler. No, normally I'm working on the puzzle. That's why they call you the puzzler. The puzzler. <laughs> We're so glad you decided to join us on this episode of Together for Salem. This is put out by Cross Creek Community Church. We're a church in Salem, for Salem, for you, and we're glad you decided to hop on and check out this new series called There's More. There's more. There could be more to life than doing puzzles and reading and drinking seltzer. Mm -hmm. But John's gonna talk about that here in a second, and we're gonna come on the other side and do some announcements. We have a giveaway. A giveaway, but we're really glad that you decided to uh, join us whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube. Uh, but we're going to pass it over to John who's going to talk about more. There's got to be something more. There's got to be something more than this. Mm -hmm. Let's find out. Oh, you ever have a moment where you're quiet and still? which hasn't, doesn't happen often, I'm sure. But you ever have that moment where everything's quiet and you're still and you get that feeling that maybe there's gotta be more to life. That maybe it's a, a nagging thought that you can't shake. Like, is this really all there is? Every, like what I've experienced, is that all there is? See, at some point, we all have a sense that there has to be more to all of this. And it gets uncomfortable if we keep kind of digging into that thought and burrowing down into it. And so we rarely do it. But once in a while, we have the guts to keep going, to keep digging into that. And what usually happens is it digs up even more questions, right? Like, why do we do what we do? Why, why are we here? What's the point to all of this? Like, is it just to, to do what we can to get ahead? to do what we can to get all we can, make a name for ourselves, maybe find some love, find some happiness just to die and be forgotten. And then another question we ask is, maybe there's more going on around us than we can see. We ask these questions and we all deal with these questions and, and the answers we might find differently. One way a lot of people deal with these questions is religion especially with Christianity. See, the idea with Christianity, a lot of people think is, you know, let's, let's make God happy by 
believing the right things and, and being nice and, and doing enough good to outweigh our bad so that someday we can get everything we want when we go to heaven. But <laughs> there's, there's got to be more to it than that, right? Like that doesn't sound that great if you think about it. And many people think of Jesus as a wise teacher, but what was the point of his teachings though? Like just to make us safe, make us want us to live safe lives or, or feel a spiritual high at a church service once a week and, and maybe go to heaven someday? Is that what he taught? And when we read the accounts of the first Jesus followers, we see their, their passion, we see a, a purpose, we see transformation, we see power and excitement that seems to be missing from our lives, especially our experience with religion. So what's the difference? What's missing? When we look at what Jesus actually said, we do find out that there is more. There's more to life. There's more to following Jesus. And what we find is that Jesus offers more than we have yet to imagine. Now, to understand this and understand what Jesus was and, and is all about, we got to go to the primary source. We got to go to the, the first recorded words of Jesus. And we have those in what we call the gospel, the book of Mark. It's basically, it was the first biography of Jesus that was written, probably around the year 50 to 70 AD. And a lot of people think that Mark wrote this account of Jesus' life through the eyes of Peter. He was friends with the apostle Peter. And so we're hearing Peter's version of Jesus' life. And so Mark starts the account, the, the biography of Jesus' life, by telling us about a guy named John the Baptist who was preparing the way for Jesus, getting the people ready to really hear what Jesus had to say and what Jesus was going to do. And then he records for us Jesus' baptism, kind of the, the start of Jesus' uh, ministry or, or career. And then he records how Jesus first spoke and started his world-changing ministry. And here are the first recorded words we have of Jesus. Later on, after John was arrested, John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. That's it. That's Jesus' first words recorded for us. Pretty simple, right? In this translation, it's three sentences. But for the people who first heard that, it has such a huge meaning. And if we actually look at it, it has a huge meaning for us too. And the reason Mark put that there is because this really, these three sentences are the summary of everything Jesus taught. This is the main message of Jesus. Everything that comes after in Mark's biography of Jesus really is an example or an explanation of what Jesus just said. And so if you really want to understand what Jesus was about, then we need to understand these sentences. So let's look a little bit closer at them. Jesus said, the time promised by God has come at last. See, at this time, in the beginning of, you know, the first century in, in Israel, many Jewish people were looking forward to a time where, where God would come and make things right, especially after the Romans conquered them and are ruling them. They were looking forward to a time where, where God would bring his rule to earth, a time that was actually promised 600 years earlier, 600 BC, by the prophet Jeremiah. And here's what Jeremiah said. 
The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant, new agreement with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I loved them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. And this time of God, this, this day of the Lord, would be brought in by the anointed one, other passages describe. And Jesus, in saying, in his, the time promised by God has come, in saying that, Jesus is saying, that time that you've been waiting for for hundreds of years is now. Everything is going to be different now. See, Jesus came to change everything. And then he says, the kingdom of God is near. And if you've read that before, maybe you've, you've kind of just been like, oh yeah, the kingdom of God is near. It means Jesus is coming and, you know, salvation or, or, you know, the ability to go to heaven or whatever. But take a minute. Try to explain what the kingdom of God is. So you pass over this so quickly sometimes. What is the kingdom of God? Ready? Go. It's not that easy, is it? See, we all kind of think we know what the kingdom of God is, but we all have different answers to it. So what the kingdom of God, is it, is it heaven? Is it a, a godly society here on earth? For the Jews who heard this, they instinctively thought of a national kingdom, of a political military leader coming and starting a new golden age of Israel. This kingdom of God thing is the, really the central theme of Jesus' teaching. And he talks like it's something we should really, really want and really want to be a part of. So then what is the kingdom of God? Well, it's not a place. It's, it's not a state of mind. In fact, it's, it's invisible, but it's more real than anything we've ever seen or touched. It's something that's here now, but also it's not fully here yet. In fact, it's not even a thing. It's not even a noun. It's when we really look at the words Jesus is using, it's more of an action, more of a verb. It's the action of God. The best word I've found to describe the kingdom of God is revolution. And see, this, this takes us into the story that is happening all around us. It's, it's the story of two kingdoms. First, there's the kingdom of darkness or, or the kingdom of sin or death or the kingdom of self. And this is the kingdom that we're all born into. This is the natural state of humanity. And the world operates through the kingdom of darkness, meaning self-rule. We, we look out for ourselves we're, because, you know, we're all on our own. There's nobody else to help us. We've got to look out for number one because nobody else will, right? The idea that might and wealth makes right. And so we need to get as much for ourselves as we can. Get as much power, and as much money for ourselves as we can. And so we need to remove or destroy whoever or whatever stands in the way of getting what we want. Maybe you've seen that on social media, this whole trying to destroy somebody because they believe or think differently than you. They're standing in the way of what you think is right. And really what that leads to, the kingdom of darkness, the result is emptiness, purposelessness, uh, this feeling that life is just really futile. 
And though we are a part of the problem, like ourselves, we, we know we're a part of the problem because we do the same things, we also know this isn't how things are supposed to be. We want there to be change, but we feel stuck in it. Almost like we're, we're imprisoned in this. But still, there's, there's something pulling at us, right? We know this isn't how things are supposed to be. We want things to be different. We don't want society and the world to be like this. In fact, we want to be different. And sometimes we see glimpses of that difference. We see that a, a little spark of that difference we're looking for in ourselves and in our world. We see it through how we can love a child. We see it in selfless acts of giving or serving or, or hero, hero, heroism. When people go and risk their lives for others, we get a glimpse of what we want the world to be like. But still, there's something missing. And what Jesus is saying in his first words here are, that different that you're looking for, he's saying it starts now. God is beginning his promised revolution against the kingdom of darkness. He's saying the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of darkness is on its way out. And this kingdom of God turns everything on its head. It's revolutionary. Because the kingdom of God is not based on might and right and what we want. It's based on the love of God. It's the idea, and we'll talk about this later, it's the idea of the first will be last. That God is now, God now rules in the hearts of his people. That God will establish his sovereignty, his authority, his, his divine government. That he will bring in a new covenant, that a, a new agreement, a new relationship between humans and God, not based on the rules, but based on his love. Jesus is saying that God is breaking into the kingdom of darkness and establishing his rule. So the kingdom of God is God's revolution breaking into our world. But there's more. See, he's not just setting up a new kingdom, a new government. He's He's doing even more. He's rescuing those who are trapped in the kingdom of darkness and recruiting them to join the revolution. And so Jesus continues with his message and says, Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Now for many of us, that's like the worst part of the message, right? Repent of your sins. That just, it just hits wrong, right? Like it's repent of your sins. Ugh. That, like the vision I get when I read that is the, those, those street preachers or those angry people with those huge signs and the megaphones who are always at the festivals or concerts kind of ruining them and saying, repent, you're going to burn, right? First, that is not what Jesus was doing, nor what he intended others to do either. When he says repent, repent is more than just feeling bad for the bad things you've done. It's so much more. In fact, what Jesus is saying when he says repent, he is inviting us to a total revolution of how we see and how we interact with the world, other people, and even God. This repenting is a total transformation, a total reorientation, a new beginning that leads in the opposite direction of our former kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, to a new life under God's kingship. And so repentance is changing our allegiance from self-rule to God's kingship. And that's a change that goes so far beyond what we believe and so far beyond just changing certain behaviors. It's a transformation of, of our hearts, of our motives, of our actions. Ultimately, it's a transformation of our entire being and our life. 
See, the point of this kingdom, this repentance, this new life isn't, you know, just to hole, hole up and, and hunker down and, and wait for heaven because this world's horrible and sucks and we just got to keep ourselves untainted from the world. It's not that. It's not just to have a better life or just to get along with others or make the world just a little better place or even to get more people to be religious or just to get people to think differently. But it's to bring a new kingdom, a new order to the world, to bring in God's kingdom of perfect justice, love, acceptance, and peace. And it is something we are all invited into. See, when Jesus said, repent and believe, it was an invitation to make the choice to join his revolution. It it was an invitation to choose to change our allegiances, to choose to change the foundation of our trust from our self-rule to God's rule. In fact, Jesus describes what this life, what this change, what this reorientation, what this new kingdom is like in the famous sermon that he has called the Sermon on the Mount. Here's just a, a piece of it. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. See, this it's a whole reorientation of what we think the world is about. It's a whole new kingdom. What that looks like would be if we lost our job. If we are in the kingdom and understanding and, and changing our reliance, our trust from self-rule to God rule, it means if we lose our job, we don't have to freak out. We don't have to worry about, what am I going to do? Because you trust that God has you covered. Or when someone wrongs you or, or insults you, you don't have to retaliate. You're free from having to retaliate because you know God has it. You know God will give you justice in, in His time. When everything seems like it's, it's going wrong or everything's going too slowly, you know that feeling? You can trust that God is using that time to do something profound with his kingdom. See, it can be as simple as when you're driving and you're hitting all red lights and you can either be frustrated or realize that maybe God's making you slow down for a reason. It can be as simple as that. Or as profound as when the entire world is turned upside down, your entire world is turned upside down, you can trust that there's a reason for it and that God is using it. See, when you choose to join the revolution, it's a whole new life. And there's even more because when you choose to join the revolution, you are recruited. You are commissioned to be a part of this revolution. In fact, we are all invited to play a leading role in God's revolution. It's like Luke Skywalker, right? We, we first meet Luke Skywalker and he's this whiny kid on Tatooine. His whole world is Tatooine. And he just wants to go get some power converters from Tashi Station over to the garage, will you? I want him cleaned up for dinner. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. But he was called to something more. I'll never turn to the dark side. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. More 
than he could have ever imagined. And so he chose to accept it and he played his role in that great story. Or like Frodo and Sam, who just wanted to live peaceably in the Shire, but they were called to more than they could possibly imagine and they chose to accept it and they saved the world. Or any superhero movie, you think about it, right? Just this simple person living their routine lives, something they were meant for more than they could imagine. Something happens to them and they choose to accept it. And it turns into this great story, this great adventure that they are a part of. Now, the difference between those stories and the kingdom of God is that this is real. See, this is the story that all great stories at their core really point to. That you have a choice to accept or not. See, the revolution is still growing. The revolution is still advancing. We can't always see it. And it rarely looks the way we would expect. In fact, in the coming episodes, we're going to talk about that. And many people have claimed to be a part of this kingdom, to be a part of this revolution, only to try to hijack it for their own purposes. But it doesn't mean it's dead. It doesn't mean it's over. See, God is still moving. God is still transforming. And we are invited to have a leading role in it. We are invited to have our story fuse with God's grand story. So how do we do that? How do we have our story? How do we accept our role in God's revolution? Well, the first step to discovering our role is discovering what we're invited to. So I kind of have three steps for us to discover what we're invited to. First, investigate. And I have three options in the investigate. Kind of light, medium, and more. First one is, hey, I'm listening. I kind of like this idea. What's going on? Well, I'm listening. Well, here's my option for you. Read Jesus' description. Continue reading Jesus' description of what this kingdom looks like in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. Or maybe you say, you know what? I want to know more. Like, I'm listening, but I want to go even more than that. Read the book of Mark and look where God's, or Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God and what that really looks like is Jesus. The whole thing is description of the kingdom of God and what that's going to bring. Or maybe like, you know what? I don't only want to know. I don't only want to know more. I am in. Let's do this. In that case, I'd say read the book of Matthew. Investigate the book of Matthew and see how that describes the kingdom of God and what we can be a part of. So investigate and then consider. After you do those readings, whatever you choose, ask this. What would it look like for me to accept my part in this revolution? See, Jesus, the stories that you're, the passages you you read describe that revolution and the revolution we can be a part of. So what would it look like for you to be a part of that revolution? And then watch. Watch the next episodes. Be a part of this series as we discover together what really all of this means and how we can have a role in it. See, we choose to live in one kingdom or the other. We choose to be self-led or God-led. We choose to be a part of and and have allegiance to the kingdom of the world that we've all tried. We all really want something better from. We can be part of that kingdom or the revolutionary kingdom of God. See, the revolution of Jesus has changed the world and we are invited to join the story. And so the rest of this series, the next few episodes, are really about explaining what this kingdom looks like and what our role in it really is. We are all invited to discover, enjoy, and share this revolution together.
John, thank you for that. I want to be part of the revolution, don't you, Monica? I do. How do I do that? I'm really excited. Uh, how do I be part of? How do we be part of the revolution? How do I be part of the revolution? Oh, you how just have to figure out what your role is in it. Oh, that's true. Huh? Yeah. Are you going to read um, Matthew, Mark, or are you going to do Sermon on the Mount? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe Sermon on the Mount. I just read that a few days ago, but it, I mean, it's always good. It's so hard to resist the yeah. Sermon on the Mount. Mark is like, and then immediately, and then immediately. Mark's it's reaction. It's true. It's hard to pick one. Yep. Thanks for that challenge, John, of yep. uh, those three levels. Um, but we are invited to something more. Mm -hmm. And hey, there's nothing wrong with puzzling and reading nope. and uh, hanging out with your dog. That's right. Um, but we are invited okay. to be a part of our neighborhoods, to be part of our workplaces and uh, carry forth Jesus' mission of love in those places. But if we read one of those three things, we can find more about what um, the kingdom is like. Mm -hmm. So there's also questions um, that go over um, what John talked about at the end of when we're talking. So be mm -hmm. sure to check those questions out. They're great for if you're doing it with a, with a connect group or maybe you just wanna do some study with a partner or by yourself, but there are great ways to apply what has just been said. Right. So there's that. Yeah. That's right. And stay tuned. They, you know, the third part is watch. Watch what we have coming up. So if yep. you like and subscribe on YouTube or the podcast, that's a great way to see the next episode. And it just kind of blings on your phone. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that tonight. Or I'm going to watch that in the morning with my kids or with my partner or whatever you're doing. So like and subscribe. It's very handy. That's right. Yep. All right, we're going to do what we do every episode. If you're new here, welcome. There's a welcome form for you. We didn't tell you that um, at the beginning, but if you're new, we'd love for you to fill out the welcome form. Yes. It's a great way to let us know you're watching. That's right. To say hi. You could join a connect group, or you can just say hi, or you can just get a free e-gift card just for filling out that form. Or you can just ask for prayer, mm -hmm. or you can just ask for a Bible, mm -hmm. or you can just ask a question. There are a lot of things you can do. Yep, it's super easy. The link is on the screen mm -hmm. and in the description or show notes. You're listening right. on the podcast. But we're gonna give away 25 bucks to Lively Station. I'm pretty excited this about week. this. I'm pretty excited because Lively Station, they basically opened during the pandemic. Uh, they took over the area of Roberts Crossing down there on River Road. Oh, yes. That's super cute. That's I went right. and got you some beer there. It's a nice spot. It's super great. They have a great selection of all kinds of local goods and they bake their own pastries and mm. they have a really cool outdoor beer garden or if you can just get a salad or whatever. But mm. I might have to stop by there on my bike rides. Yeah, you bike right by there. Mm. So check out Lively Station. But our winner this week for $25 to Lively Station, they entered, this winner is comes from Instagram. Yes, the Insta. The Insta. Lawrence C. Lawrence C. You're gonna go check that place out. Congratulations. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yep, so Lawrence C will be getting that gift card to you. No strings attached when you guys enter on social media or you email us. Mm -hmm. uh, this week, I'm kind of excited about this one. What's, what are we giving away? We're giving week? away $25 to iWings. Oh. iWings is over there, kind of near the airport, off McGill Crest. Yeah. And they sell, I mean, the menu, if you scroll on their website, it just keeps Isn't that going. The one where they have the like sauce upon sauce upon sauce. Yeah. yeah. And I happen to know a neighbor of the owners of iWings, and they're also 
some of the kindest people in the world. That's cool. Yeah. So it's a business. It's a local business. It's worth uh, supporting. It's worth you checking out, following them on social media and entering our giveaway for $25 to iWings. They even have, get this, you're going to want to try this, mm -hmm. um, cauliflower wings. Ooh, those sound pretty good actually. Yeah, absolutely. Especially dipped in the sauce. I'm sure they're fantastic. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they're in a really cool spot there right next to Divine Distillers. So it's oh, worth yeah. checking out. We're going to give away $25. Excellent. It's iWings. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Mm -hmm. If you're not on social media, you can always email us to enter. Uh, put your, throw your name in the hat. Let's say that sounds delicious. Put Count me in. <laughs> or something like that. Something like we'll that. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, we're so glad you decided to um, watch this episode with us. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get notified about further episodes after you've liked and subscribed. Um, one other announcement that we should say, actually yep. two other announcements, we have two other announcements. Okay. There is another outdoor party coming at the end of April, April 25th at 4.30 on a Sunday. So if you were able to come to our Easter tailgate party, Easter Eve tailgate party, it was super fun. Yeah, we had a blast. a blast. Here are some pictures coming on the screen. Um, but we really had a good time and the weather was perfect. We're, remember when that happened? Remember that? I remember that. We're hoping that on April 25th, if you're local listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube or the website, that you can join us for our outdoor party on April 25th. On this yep. one, bring your chairs. You can sit outside, uh, listen to some music, uh, meet some people. It's just a great way to connect um, in a beautiful outdoor atmosphere. That's right. Yep. So that's coming up on April 25th. And also our April for Salem challenge. Yes. That's going to be our collection point too. We are collecting for church at the park. We are collecting uh, men's and women's hygiene kits oh, and they really, really, really need men's clothing. So okay. uh, shoes, men's shoes, women's shoes, underwear for both genders, and then men's clothing big time. And it can be used items. So this is a great time to do some spring cleaning, go through your closet, find some really nice things. Um, to contribute to that Sorry. For Salem challenge. Does he know we're on right now? I don't know. Our dog is doodling right now. Um, but please bring those things um, to the uh, outdoor service on April 25th for our friends who are without homes and we're supporting Church of the Park with this. We'll have more information in the description of the show notes. Check it out. If you can't come to our outdoor party but you still want to donate, we'll have information in the description or show notes for that. Perfect. But that's our April For Salem challenge. And that's it. That's all. I've got a puzzle to do. I'm going to go ahead got... and pick up the yep. Far Side book I've been reading mm -hmm. yet again. Yep. It's good stuff, Gary hey, Larson. Hey, Gary Larson. Right. Can't go wrong. Hey, those questions you talked about? Here they come. See you next time. Have a good weekend. Don't forget the edits. Don't forget. Ready to go? Let's do this. So thanks for watching. <laughs> wow. So thanks for watching. If you have any questions or, or comments, let us know. Uh, you can email us at info at yourcrashweek.com. We'd love to know your ideas. If you have any complaints, you can email Monica at monica.fiedler at yourcrashweek.com.